Hey, this is Bruce Boudreau, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. everybody and welcome back to episode 172 of empty betters i'm your host harrison Schulz. i'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host after he's done drinking his beverage nick manella what's going on my friend needed that boys needed that stars are in a 2 hole we'll get to that in a minute but happy you're back from the beach bud i was getting a little bit jealous you know, I'm a little bit happy I'm back from the beach, too. <laughs> I know we were just talking about that beforehand. Uh, Two-week vacation is a is a long one. And sometimes when it's a family vacation, it can feel a little longer than that. But uh, that saying, I need a vacation from this vacation. Sometimes that was yeah. applicable. But overall, it was good to, to hang out with the folks and the fam. So I'm, I'm happy to be back and in the groove, though. Um, I will miss that television, though. That was a, a good hockey-watching television, for sure. Outdoor TV is just... There's something yeah. different. Yeah. No, I, I know you know all about that. It was definitely a, a nice little asset to have there. But I am now going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisco, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? How we doing, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of your one-stop shop for all things AHL. Oh, whoops. I mean, NHL. Sorry. I've actually been watching a lot of AHL recently, though. So, uh, yeah, we had a couple of dates is there where there was like no NHL action and I was like I don't really know what to do with myself here and kind of kind of just got way into the Admirals and uh the Hershey Bears I'm really praying if you saw if you follow me on Twitter you saw Please. Sorry, but I'm I'm really praying for an Admirals uh versus Hershey Bears Calder Cup final cuz uh I could go down to the Panther Arena just down the street here in Milwaukee and and be a a major villain real fast <laughs> would be great content piece I tell you that I I also heard a rumor that uh, if that if that ends up being the Calder Cup final, my dad might drive up here for it. Check it, check out a couple games with me, so that'd be a a real fun time. <laughs> I believe uh, Walton's on the call tomorrow night for the Bears, right? Yeah, that sounds right. I would not be surprised, and I like that that uh, the AHL TV thing. It's it, well, I like it. And I don't because you're getting the radio feed as you watch it. And then the video is like the jumbotron screen, right? So, it, but what's interesting about that is the radio. The, like, if you're a radio broadcaster, you're calling the game as if your listeners can't see what's going on. So you're watching this game, and they're telling you every little detail about like the location of like they're like he brings it up the center, and now he's crossing the blue line. Like they tell you because it's the radio feed, but you're seeing it all. So it's it's a little weird. But uh, like watching ESPN with Steve Levy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Different kind of weird, but it's cool because Walton like alluded to that a little bit. I think when we talked to him, he's like, you know, the difference between calling a a game for radio and calling a game for TV. It's it's completely different. Well, it's cool that guys like like him can turn that switch on and off so easily. Right. Like he's done tons of TV and tons of radio and he doesn't seem to have any problem like flipping the switch, which I feel like would be really hard. But yeah, I can do it. No, those guys are impressive. I also have a lot of respect for the uh, the guys who call like five different sports, like 
like the Kenny Al- <laughs> yeah like the the Kenny Alberts of the world or um Kevin Harlem I mean yep. those guys yeah. you know Every time I hear Kevin Harlem in, in NBA on TNT, I'm I'm thinking of the Lamar Jackson spin move when he mm-hmm. called that. It's just like, how is that the same guy? How does he call this? Well, it's- and guys like Liam McHugh like host several different like yeah. sports analysis shows for different sports, which is also impressive to to be able to flip. But I guess that's kind of guess it's all kind of same format, just different flavor, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're just so dialed in. It's it, it really is impressive, but uh. Yeah, we're good. It's good to be back. Um, we've got four NHL games to recap, and then we'll preview two of them. And all four of those games actually went to overtime. Uh, so it's been <laughs> we've got a lot of bang for our buck here as uh, hockey fans over the first couple games of the third round. So we'll get into the recaps, but before we do, we are gonna have our question of the day, which is presented by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It is Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Best summer shirts on the market, I promise you. Can't argue with that. All right, let's uh, let's do the QOTD. To my uh, understanding, it's a it's a little different this week. Did somebody say that? Or it's not. I lied. Wait, where'd you where'd you get that idea? Well, oh well, I, I could have sworn I saw on Empty Batters that they had some type of like Google link where you could submit your question of the day. I think uh, they do. I think they do, but uh, you know we're 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 waiting. We're waiting to get a, a couple more answers on there, or a couple more questions on there before we uh before we really dive in to that. Uh, okay, that I thought you were teaming me up to really like get people to. Oh well, I guess no, you did. No, no, no. But you know what? That that's a that's a good point. I, I want to remind people that they can submit questions. Uh, but I also want to remind people that we like to have this question of the day be, you know, something a little off the beaten path, something not not usually about hockey or sports. It can be, but uh, the whole goal here is to kind of to loosen up, get something uh, a little bit funny, maybe just to kind of brighten the mood before we jump into the serious hockey talk. So keep that in mind as you submit stuff. Um, and I will say we did get a lot of good hockey related stuff that I think we do plan to use for some discussion points. So we'll be sure to give you a shout out under the name that you submitted those questions so. oh it's not anonymous okay uh, well, well to an extent it, it is <laughs> let's just say you don't have to put your legal name in there yeah, so yeah. you can see where this is going right oh uh, okay <clears throat> now i understand Shout well then to i mr mt Baters. yes that was a good one <laughs> well uh, i guess uh i guess mac will have the question of the day for today uh until we get some more answers so mac I'll, until I'll he's impressed let's put it that way Right, right. I'm the uh, question master and uh, y'all have some work to do. All right. So here it is this week. Maybe this will give you a little inspiration. Would you rather every song you listen to for the rest of your life is instrumental to you? Like the lyrics are missing, but like other people can hear them, but you can't. Or... Have to sing everything you say. Damn. Mm. Mm. 
my gut reaction here is to take the second one. But okay, wow. so I, I also have I think questions. I know exactly what each of you are gonna say because you two are very different people when it comes to the world of music, but very different. Um but I, I, we'll see how this goes. I'm interested. So my my first question is am I aware if I take the first one, am I aware of what the lyrics used to be? Uh yeah. So Good I can question. still like like do I still hear them in my head? If you like, does if that you've make sense? heard the song before, like if you know the song, okay, then you know the lyrics, but they're just not playing. So it's kind of driving you a little nuts, maybe. But Would, any new song you hear for the rest of your life, you won't have ever heard the lyrics. I was gonna ever. say every album till the end of time. And like, let's say, which like, for for me is fine. Let's say you hear a new <laughs> song, right? That's and fair. you're like. Okay, I, I actually really like this song, and but you only hear the music and like the beat and everything, but you like it. And then like there's like you've got a friend who's who's like, oh my god, have you heard that song by like so and so? And you're like, well, yeah, I actually I do really like it, but and like you kind of know in your head it's not the same thing they're hearing. But then they like they're like, yeah, hell yeah, and they put it on. They're singing all the lyrics, but you're like, what the fuck? Like that's okay. just. That's like random shit you're saying in the middle of the song. I know. And like when you say sing everything I say, like, uh, could I have like an example? Because uh, I feel like I would just start speaking in one word answers then. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to like go full on like Broadway mode, but there has to be like a pitch and like a tone. Or to a jingle. You say, yeah, like it like. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, no, like, I don't know if you're, if you get home and, um, uh, you know, your mom cooks you dinner or something, you have to be like, mom, what's for dinner. Okay. Or like, you gotta be like, uh, Italian household. They do that. Hey boss, exactly. did you want those files emailed to you? <laughs> or did you want them on your desk? I really appreciate Matt going at this. Uh, before we answer, Mac, I, I want to ask you, you said you think you know the answer to each person. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear what you think we would answer. Well, do you want me to tell you that first before you answer? Is that going to change? Yeah, I've like, got, you, I've, no, you I've have got your my, answer. I think I have you, my answer too. I've got my mind right, made up. I'll trust you. So I, I had a feeling that, uh, Nick was going to take the singing that he, he'd be all right singing the song, singing things, singing anything he wants to say to people. Uh, versus he didn't want to give up not being able to hear lyrics. I feel like Harry already listens to a lot of EDM. Some of that stuff doesn't even have that much lyrics in it anyway. So he could probably adapt more easily. And I think I just got the feeling that you'd be more aggravated by having to sing things than potentially Nick would. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're pretty spot <laughs> on here. Um, you kind of just took the words out of my mouth. I just, I couldn't go through life not hearing Robert Plant's voice. So... Mm-hmm. That's what it is for me. I could survive my music life strictly with guitar riffs and EDM beats. I I know that sounds psychopathic, but like for me, that's just kind of what does it. Um, and I'd also, rather kill myself than sing. So, um, I'd really rather like if I could choose to listen to every pop country song coming out now as instrumental, I would. But. <laughs> Well, Fair. see, I, I think I'm going to lean into the Nick side as well. I do think there's a world that I could like kind of what Harry said, like I could get used to like the instrumental stuff. And like I do totally in, in I totally appreciate a lot of instrumental songs and, and shit. But I think 
like you said, just like I'd hate not being able to hear some of my favorite singers' voices again and that kind of thing. And I don't know. I this is going to get me lot. roasted. I sing, a, I sing a lot already. I could probably manage. Yeah. And you have a good voice too. Like, uh, um, yeah. this is going to get as, me. As everybody just heard a few minutes ago when I was uh, ad-libbing, uh, singing about files on your boss's desk, I have a great voice. Some songs, I feel like you could improve them. Like, I'm telling you, I'm going to get killed for this one. But like, you take away the lyrics to Beat It by Michael Jackson. That's one of the greatest guitar riffs of all time. Take away the lyrics to any Journey song. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is actually not that bad. You can make it work, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's going to piss me off. Oh, my off. mom's going to kill Joel, you. <laughs> sorry, all you Long Islanders. That's true. Yeah, that one's just true. Yeah. Okay, now that we've yeah. triggered half of our listenership, uh, <laughs> yeah, a let's... lot of people just turned the episode yeah. off. We didn't yeah. even get we didn't even get to Springsteen yet. So, oh my goodness, uh, all I have right. to disagree with you there, but yeah. Uh, yeah, hot topics. I love that. All right, well, uh, good QOTD. I'm liking them lately. They've been they've been very thought provoking. I had to keep um, this one a little more concise. I feel like that one's a quicker, like, you know, right away kind of what you're going to go with. So. Well, I think last week's video was like 12 minutes long. I know. So. And I, it was a good one, but I saw it and I was like, yeah, maybe next week we chill a little bit. So, <laughs> still a good one, but talk some hockey, huh? And just a reminder, where can people find that that Google form to fill out? Link in bio. Any social bio. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Go uh, submit some QOTDs so Mac, uh, Mac can approve some. And Let's so I move. don't have to think of something absolutely insane every time I'm driving home from work on our episode <laughs> day. Thanks. All right. And with that, we will move on to the conference final recaps and uh, game three previews. We are recording this at around 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday, May 22nd. So we have game three of the Hurricanes and the Panthers about a half hour away from puck drop. But we'll recap game one and two real quick. Uh, game one. Poof, that was uh, one of the longest games in NHL history. I do not have the stat in front of me. I want to say I saw it was like the 11th longest game ever. Yep. Uh, okay, confirmed fact by Nick Manella here. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. right, so why not? It's, it's one of those things that you say maybe, definitely, probably, you know. And if you're not watching on YouTube, Mac just threw on his Florida Panthers. Not, it looks like a '90s themed full zip jacket, which there's is no way that fresh. is made by a company that's not called Starter. It's Starter. Atta boy. <laughs> that's so here. Meow. Not fans. gonna lie, I'm a little jealous of that. But uh, the Cats win three to two in quadruple. Is that the word? Yeah. Yep. Quadruple overtime. Uh, with what, like 20 seconds left? So they went. Basically, seven full periods of hockey before we had a winner. Uh, an absolute marathon of a game, which was crazy. A uh, couple notes before we get into the analysis. That top line of uh, Verhage, Barkov, and Duclair dominated the entire game. Barkov and Verhage both get on the board. Duclair with two apples. They look great the whole game. Uh, Jarvis and Nosen scored for Carolina. There was a controversial goalie interference call. Uh, on Ryan, well, Ryan Lomberg scored in the first overtime, but the goal was called back due to goalie interference. Uh, I know you guys were talking about that one. So, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, go ahead. And then Kachuk gets the winner in the dying seconds of quadruple OT. Uh, hell of a celebration heads right towards the exit door. See ya. We're going to bed. Good night. Uh, the game started on broadcast to end of broadcast. The entire broadcast was five hours and 44 minutes. 
The game ended at 1.54 Eastern time in the morning. I mean, whatever we have to do to get ESPN to show the game for longer, if this is just, you know, we have both teams play six overtimes, I'm fine with it. There you go. So uh, I think the big topic of conversation, especially in our group chat, was that called back goal in the first overtime. I know you guys were kind of fired up about that one. So yeah, I, just, I thought I thought it was soft. I mean, yeah. I think what what did um I think Nick said it that that Anderson made sure he got the call. Basically, it was an Oscar worthy sell job. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you could say credit to him. It's definitely what you're supposed to do as a goalie in in today's NHL, but. Could have saved a lot of people a lot of time, especially since we got the same result, what, four periods later. So, <laughs> right. That's that's the thing that sticks in like that sticks in me is like it was for nothing. Like it was essentially you played another hockey game for for nothing. But I don't know. I thought it was soft. I mean, he was directed into the crease by the defender who I can't remember who it was at this point. But I was just surprised. And I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, that that was enough to overturn the goal. Yeah. Right, because it was a goal on the ice. Right. Um, no, I thought that was crazy. And then back to uh, Harry's point too about the the length of the game. I got home. This game was on my birthday. I got home from work, and I was like, "Oh, cool! The game's on like perfect timing to be like a little pregame action before you know me and my friends were going to go out to the bar, uh, have a couple drinks." And so we like I turned this game on right when I got home from work, and I'm at the bar like hours later and i'm like watching it at the bar and i'm like how is this still going on came home from the bar and watched the end at home still like i i watched it in like three separate like i went three different places it was still going on the whole time like hours 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 later so it's crazy it reminded me of that uh that one that tampa and columbus had i think that went five overtimes dean and i were at the beach in north carolina together and that game started at like noon yep we were watching it in the pool and we were eating dinner six hours later and watched the game end yeah that one i remember i was at work as well and i was like ah fuck i'm pissed this is like a day game i won't because that was like the bubble playoffs and they were all like weird ass times and shit the bubble bowl yeah, and um, that was also a bummer because that game in front of fans would have been electric, but there was not a yeah. soul in the building. But um, yeah, no, I remember getting home from work and being like, wow, I actually get to watch like the tail end of this. And then I managed to watch like three periods of hockey. <laughs> it was a wild game. I mean, Carolina came out guns blazing in the first period and then Tampa answers back. And then it was kind of, you know, back and forth punches for the rest of the game. I think it's worth shouting out Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, Anderson played his ass off too, don't get me wrong, but Bob stopped 63 shots of 65 faced. That's insane. Uh, and That's Fred- impressive. Freddie me, stopped 57 of 60. Let me pose a question here because this is something I was thinking of like as we got into the second and third and fourth overtime, and it's game one, and it's in Carolina. All I could think was like, the longer this goes, the more certain I am that the winner of this game wins the series. Yeah. Because it's it's such a hard thing to do to expend that much energy and get nothing out of it and have to go back to the drawing board the next day, especially if you're Carolina, right? And you are you lose the home ice advantage with it. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys agree? Like, is that like yes. a set in stone, like it's over type thing? Or I Maybe not necessarily after game one, but I also had that feeling during that game and more so in the second game. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But 
before we move to the second game, I just want to shout out Brandon Montour, who played 57 minutes and 21 seconds in game one. An hour, basically. That's crazy. That's just like if you count his pregame warm up, the dude probably skated for an hour. (laughs) I my dad sent me a stat that was like the average player skated in that game over like 100 miles or something like that. I don't know if that's real, absurd, but I heard it, so it must be true, right? But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty nuts. I would, I don't also don't have the stat in front of me. I can think of a few instances where a team won a triple overtime game in a series, but still lost the series. But I can't think of a time that a team won a quadruple overtime game and lost the series. I, I actually can't think of one. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can off the top of my head either. I think, you know, the thing to remember here is they did play essentially another hockey game. So that's more wear and tear. But at the end of the day, it's still just one win. And you could almost argue, like, if you're the Cats, right? Yeah, you you still did play a lot more hockey than, you know, whoever's on the Western side that that you might be facing if you advance. But I think that's also just the kind of win, especially on, like, road ice, that you're just like, holy shit, I don't even care or feel like I just played as long as I did. I'm just fucking, like on a magic carpet right now because yeah. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. I think um I definitely think Carolina has reasons to be concerned and we'll touch on that when we cover uh the second game here. Yeah. Well Nick and what you said parlays perfectly into uh our game two discussion. You know, they basically played two point three hockey games in one. And then in game two the Hurricanes end up uh not starting Freddie Anderson due to I guess fatigue I would assume and they end up starting Auntie Ranta. Uh, and the Cats end up winning that game in overtime as well, two to one. And guess who scored the overtime winner? Mr. Clutch, Matthew Kachuk, back to back overtime winners. It's absolutely crazy what this guy is doing right now. Did you guys watch this game? Yes. Fell asleep. Am I yeah. correct that there were three goals overturned, or was it just two? No, they got them, and they got those were all the right call too. There was there was two in the first no, period. They were all like offside shit too. Like it, it was definitely all the right call, but it like this was a two to one hockey game that like could have been like yeah. Harry had like the, there were the first so period many under. goals, and it like yeah. I I can't imagine having the over in that game. I would have been so pissed. I, it was just as stressful having the under. Let me tell you, because yeah, I, I, I had that first period under at one and a half. Um, <laughs> tweeted that out. I I think I had two tweets that I deleted within like milliseconds. Thought you I was lost like, it like a few I was like, times. "Fuck you, Radko Gudis." Like, <laughs> kind of careful. Yeah, and then uh, Turk, our our buddy Turk, he he commented on one of them. He goes, "You're the luckiest man alive." And yeah, I was like, yeah. "Yeah, not every day you get that luck." So that was, uh, that was pretty funny. But, so my thing with game two is. The Panther or the Panthers are cruising right now. The Carolina Hurricane should be very concerned because this is really the first test that they've had. I said it in our preview, you know, cats are tested, Panthers are rested. Now with that game and them switching to not Freddie, I don't even know if you can say they're rested anymore because we've now played essentially three hockey games in two. I think where this gets really concerning if you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan is this. Through two games, and I have notes, they have not scored a single goal in the second period. They have failed to score after the first period in game two. They've scored three goals in 11 periods of hockey in two games. 
Nick, Nicky Notes. That's this a new segment. Is, this is the problem with this team all year was they could no. not find the back of the net five on five. And now they're getting goalied. Two and... out of the three goals that they've scored, power play goals. Yep. Holy shit. They have one even strength goal yep. in what? 10 periods of hockey, basically? 11. Two 11. games, but a lot of periods, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. And you know what's crazy? They dominated that first period in game two. I think the shots yeah. were like 19 to four at one point. Yep. I was, my, my dad was pulling for the Cats. And I was like, come on, Dad. Like, you want to see 2-0 going back to Florida? He's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And I was like, all right, well. Um, but, I mean, he called it. He's like, Bobrovsky's just going to end up stealing this one. And I was like, I don't know. And he did. We got to talk about Barkov. That yeah. goal was yeah, holy shit filthy that was so sick when the, like, when the great one says it's one of the greatest playoff hockey goals he's ever seen i mean yeah. what what I mean, more can you say you see that play and all i could think is barkov is a bad man mm-hmm. yeah it was Stephen like, a boys yeah also like is there a more likable guy in the nhl no i was gonna say he's he's up he's there for sure hard to hate you can't really hate him um but yeah, a huge win for the Cats. Uh, that Barkoff goal did tie it up, and then as we said earlier, Kachuk scores the OT winner. Can't remember who made that pass to him. I think it was a right-handed player. If, the, if I'm watching the replay in my memory bank right now, but what a what a play! It was beautiful, Kachuk. Yeah, who passed it to him? Do you know? It might have been Reinhardt. Um, I f- yeah, if that, I think you're right. Actually, let me. I oh, think it was a. It. I, I think it was a right. Here. I was just looking at it. The tic tac toe play it was beautiful. Yeah, it was Ryan. It was Reinhardt. Nice. Uh, but Nick, I I don't know if you know a little more about what happened after the game than I do because I I can't remember who sent it in the Instagram group. But do you want to tell the listeners what occurred after the game? I think Max said it, and it was moments after I put it in here. Um, the uh, and shout out to Puck Empire and NHL Breakers who both released this today. But essentially, the police had to escort the Panthers home from the airport following their return home from Raleigh due to their addresses being leaked and a bomb threat made uh, by a social media account from a Hurricanes fan. I know that count has since been deleted, deactivated, whatever. But uh, I think it's worth pointing out that the FBI is involved in the investigation. That is so, uh, you want to talk about like dumbass of the year? E- yeah, that's uh, it's lofty. This is their latest uh, storm surge. <laughs> yeah, oh, <geez>. seriously. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Uh, Kaniac just took a whole new meaning right now, so right. uh, yeah, that's Guantanamo definitely... Bay Hurricanes. No disrespect <laughs> to any Canes fans listening out there because I'm sure you know, in any, in any fan base, there's lots of good people, lots of bad people, right? But like, I can't help. Let's see this headline and just be like, you guys are so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, that is insane. Who the fuck does that? And you know what the ironic part is? This this is the kind of story you read about Florida man does. Right. Yes. No, that's yes. so true. It would be like a fucking Florida thing. Like, I had yeah. to read it twice. I'm like, so yeah. the Panthers got the bomb threat? <laughs> so fucking yeah. bullshit, man. I also want to give a shout out to a uh, fellow listener of the program, Marty Huff. He took over the uh, EB Instagram story, said it was a great atmosphere. I know he had a bunch of fun. Uh, he is now converted to a Canes fan. I've got the official word. So Caps fans, you lost one. Uh, I told him that. Why is he a know, Canes fan? Because his girlfriend's a Canes fan. Oh, my God. I told him that he can't bang wa- bandwagon the Canes <laughs> and then 
Noah Gregson, you know, for, yeah. you know, soon to be guest on the podcast likes the Knights. So he's going to bandwagon the Knights oh, too. I'm like, yeah. you can't bandwagon Which two of the most is. hated teams in, yeah. you know, Washington Capitals fandom. So no underdog there. Yeah. No, no one likes no. that, but uh, yep. Game two, two, one cats. So we are heading into game three. Uh, when you're listening to this game three, will already be over, but we're recording this beforehand scheduling conflicts deal with it. Uh, who you guys got for game three? The series shifts back to sunrise. I love when we do this because like everyone listens and they know if we're stupid or not. But um, yeah, it's fun. I I don't know. I heard a lot of people being like, Canes aren't going to let them go down three nothing. Like Brendan Moore is going to have them ready, which like that is the obvious pick. But that's exactly why I'm not taking it. Go Cats meow. I, I want to take what Mac is saying. I think the Canes get this one. I think the Cats get the next one, and it's 3-1 going back to Raleigh, okay. though. So I agree with Mac, actually. I bet the Hurricanes tonight, but if I'm being honest with you, I'm not super confident on that with you know, checking my gut instinct here. I got a weird feeling Florida's just team of destiny. Like that place is going to be hype and fuck tonight too like yeah and you know like the, the they Panthers, got a chance to like pretty much punch their ticket like just with a win tonight like knock on no, wood but you there, know there's no pressure on them really i mean they're up 2-0 if they blow game three it doesn't matter right and you, you get the craze of the miami heat going on this run yeah. too both both of them eight seeds going into the playoffs like this is it's bananas um I bet the Canes, but I think I think the Cats will win. It was a pick'em, so I had to. I was like, score you know what? prediction. Four three uh, OT. Right. It's kind of weird we haven't had an over More yet. OT. In the hurricane in the in the Panthers are in this series. I feel like one of these has to go like four three, four two. I would think the Canes get a few goals tonight, but yeah, I'm thinking four three. I think three one Canes. Okay. I'm going to go 4-2 Cats, but I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. I'd like I also to hope I'm wrong. <laughs> it's kind of am... a win-win for me because I really want the Cats to win, but I won't be mad if the series gets a little more interesting. Yeah. you At this point, like I feel like we're just rooting for chaos. Yeah. Do we have official word of who's starting? Do we know? Uh, for Carolina? Yeah. Daily Faceoff Twitter probably has that information. Uh, here we curious. go. I got Rotowire up here. Oh. It's um Freddie. I f- I figured as much. Fred Genold. Yeah. Which yeah, is right ca- I mean, do you think that's the right choice? I mean, it's not like Ronta so. played bad. Yeah, but I don't Ronta think he would have been in there even if it wasn't for the long that's OT fair. game. I think he, it was just like I need a fucking break. I was a little bit surprised at that too cuz Bob has played more games this postseason than Freddie has and played that yeah, played that whole game. Nick, he has access to to special That's true. special yeah. drugs that he's, us North Americans do not have access he's to. He's got the secret propane line. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, Blue Rhino propane really took right. a good meeting. Yeah. yeah, except it's like brown rhino with like words you can't read on it. Yeah, yeah. What's this count? Is this FDA? Pro- right. Yeah, it's like there's, there's a it. scorpion floating in this bag. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that joke will never get old. But uh, yep. The, the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, the Cats are in full control. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, let's move on to the West. Uh, this series is also 2 to nothing, uh, but this time the favorite in the series is up 2-0. The Vegas Golden Knights are up two games to nothing on the Dallas Stars. 
Game one, the Knights end up uh, winning four to three in overtime. And then uh, game two, the Knights win three to two in overtime. Let's let's talk a little bit about game one. I'll be honest. Did not get a chance to catch this game. I don't know about you guys. Both of these games have been pretty exciting. They've both been very much back and forth. Uh, I don't like that they've ended so quickly into overtime because I feel like I flipped back from whatever else I was watching just in time to watch the puck go into the net. Yep, I echo that. I mean, like I said, I didn't watch game one, but I watched the highlights, watched a little bit of game two. My one, uh, I guess, piece of analysis is, you know, Ottinger has been pretty darn good for the Stars all season long. He looks a little bit human here lately, and and that's not knocking him. I mean, he's playing okay, but he's going to have to really step it up for the Stars to get back into this. I think... Human is probably okay enough to beat Vegas in this series, but it, I think if it's going to be definitive, I agree you're going to need to see him kind of like steal a game or two here. Well, in yeah. game one, Brett Howden scores the winner uh, one minute and 35 seconds into OT. Uh, and then in game two, Chandler Stevenson scores the game winner one minute and 12 seconds into OT. So a much different story than the uh, Kane series. I would like to know what the odds for uh, Mr. Shan, the man, uh, for the Smythe are. I'm dead ass. Who that knows? is a good question. I think that's not outside the realm of possibility. A lot of people might knock me for that, but. That's probably f- fat, I would yeah. say. I think you could get great value on that. Um, in game two. Stevenson, Marsha Show, Mark Stone, they all score. Uh, Aiden Hill, the guy, fourth goalie in the rotation, ends up making 26 saves and steals the game for him. Uh, J Rob and Miro ended up scoring for Dallas. And then uh, what a what a huge clutch goal by Jonathan Marsha Show. Nick, I know you were agreeing with me in the group chat about this. That guy's just been so clutch this entire postseason for Vegas. He really has. And I mean, Talk about a guy that just gets under my skin, but it's because he's good. Yeah. It'd be very, uh, very cool to see Vegas and Florida in the finals and then him go against his former team who let him go in the expansion draft. Very true. You know what else would be really cool about seeing Vegas and Florida in the finals? No. Uh, The fact that Vegas could make a Stanley cup final for the what second time in their six years of existence and potentially lose for the second time in their six years of existence. Also, come on. How funny would it be if you're the Vegas golden Knights, you've existed for six years, you make the Stanley cup finals twice and you lose both times to the capitals and the (laughs) Panthers. That's a rough look. It is. I'm sorry. That's a rough look. That's all I can think about right now. Yeah. uh dallas by the way oh and four in overtime this postseason that's crazy kind of reminds me of tampa in round one what they went three overtimes with the leafs and they ended up losing all three so yeah um well the the concerning part is it's happening right away like in this series like that is really really bad they haven't been able to survive for even two minutes in Actually, not even a full three minutes combined. (laughs) Which is crazy because they've been in both of these games pretty much up until the end. I just, you know, Robertson has goals in both games. It's good to see him get back on the score sheet again. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, And I want to give a shout out to Jack Eichel. I mean, yes, we have been a little bit critical of him at times. I know some of our former guests have too. For good reason. 
For good reason, yeah, but uh he he's come to play, man. I mean, for his first playoff kick at the can, I mean, he's he's looked really good in that Marsha show goal. He made a beautiful dish from behind the net to set that up. Yep, Eichel's got 13 games, 6 goals, 15 points, 46 shots. He's plus 8, 7 penalties drawn. Damn. He Gotta just love looks that. That's you know how like he skates kind of I don't want to say weird, but he he looks like a fucking horse. Like Really He's got a little stride. bit of like gazelle stride going. Like it's it's sort of like I don't know if you guys know who Marcus Dupree was. He was a running back for Oklahoma back in the day. Um, he's like supposedly the best running back to never make the NFL. But like it looked like he was just gliding away from people, that's and that's exactly what I think of when I see Jack Eichel. Yeah, it's some about when he hits full stride. It's like it's like a it's like a stallion just going full speed. It's it's fun to watch, but. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about game three. Dallas is minus 140 at the moment. Vegas coming in at plus 120 underdogs over under set at five and a half. Who do you think takes game three? Well, this one's a little bit different, right? Because, I mean, they always say you're not in trouble until you lose a home game, which I think is a it's a saying of the past. I think a lot of that doesn't really matter as much anymore. But Certainly um, this year. Yeah, yeah. right. But I, I do think there's some truth to it, at least like. You know, you still got two games to go home and play in front of your home crowd and get hyped for it. And I th- I would think Dallas finds a way to win this next one. They're, they're made it this far. They're a talented team. I think they're going to battle um, and find a way to win game three. Four one stars is my prediction. Yeah, it sounds about right. Well, this is way too easy or seems too easy to pick, which is why I'm going to go with Vegas. I think the whole world's on Dallas, rightfully so. I, I, you know, I'm doing it with the Canes tonight. You know, it's a team down 2-0. You take them to win game three. But I don't know. I would fade the public on this one. I would take Vegas at plus 120. They really don't have any pressure on them. They're road team um, up 2-0. I, I bet you Dallas comes out fine. This, and correct me if I'm wrong for speaking for either of you, but I really don't want either of these series to start off 3-0. No, I, I would agree, um, especially not the Vegas one, because that's not even who I want to win. But right. um, yeah, no, I would agree. That's in the spirit of uh, rooting for chaos and rooting for good, good series and more hockey, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would prefer the Stars to win game three. But if you made me bet my money, I'd probably take Vegas uh, just to kind of fade a little bit. Score prediction. Nick said 4-1 Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I'll go four two Dallas. I think that feels right. Let's go three two Vegas. Okay, I think Ottinger has a good game, but not good enough. Uh, all right, let's move on to the discussion portion of the episode, which is presented by Kane Footwear. Nick, I think you have a word from our friends at Kane. I do. You guys know this segment is sponsored by Kane Footwear. You've been listening to the show. You know all about Kane Footwear, so you don't even need to listen to me now, but I'm going to tell you anyways, because it is the best way to work out, train, and recover for your body. Go to the link in our bio today to get a pair of your Kane Revives. They have amazing colorways, amazing designs. They're constantly partnering with new university sports teams, so you can find them in whatever color you like. They're made from bounce-back foam with sugarcane technology, some of the best shoes you will ever have. Perfect for the summer, perfect for going onto the beach, coming off the beach. Hit them with the hose, sand comes right out. They're perfect. Can confirm. Excellent shoes. Kane confirm. (laughs) Yes, well done. Uh, the link in our bio does help support us, so any support is appreciated. 
Uh, all right, let's start. Who should be more concerned to be down 0-2, Dallas or Carolina? That's a tough one, uh, but I, I'm going to go okay. ahead and say Dallas just because I think Carolina – still is on paper the better team like objectively than uh the Panthers like all they technically should have to do is just play their game and like you know focus up find a way to win I think they're the more capable team of of digging out of a 2-0 hole Dallas I think it's it's a little harder it's like Vegas is a really good team honestly like it's not like you're getting dogged and like you totally should have won both games it's like I don't know that's kind of the way I see this one Kind of, you know, the stats I read about Carolina not being able to score is what sell this sells this one on on the Canes for me. Dallas has gone the distance already in this postseason. So the fact to me that they've, you know, had a seven game series, them being down 0-2 going back home doesn't necessarily scare me as much as the Hurricanes being down 0-2 going back to Florida. No, that's a good counter argument, honestly, to what I said. I was going to side with Nick, but Mac sold me pretty darn well. So I actually think I'm going to side with Mac on this one. I, you helped me change my mind. Um, I think Carolina is the better team on paper. I mean, I would imagine Brindamore is going to have them. on. That's what I keep coming back to as well. I'm like, no way they just like get swept or something. Right. Like this guy, I don't know. I, that is a selling point for me. That's true. I think Nick has the the correct answer, but I Mackie sold me on that. I I, there's so, I don't know. Like, yeah, they lost both at home, but I'm like, all right. You know, I'm also like willing the stars to not be, you know, in a hole. I'm like yeah, manifesting. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Um, all right. Canadian national team forward Joe Valeno has been given a five-game international suspension for stepping on Nino Niederreiter's ankle. And the double IHF world championships is five games enough. Uh, listeners, if you haven't watched this video, I would highly suggest you do. Kind of went viral. Really, really brutal look for, for Valeno here. I think this should be double digits minimum. Yep. Agree. One word to describe uh, this guy and that play loser. Yeah. L7. Fucking loser move right there, buddy. That's, that's absurd. It's Cannot just. Be... It's not, not it has nothing to do with like you, we talked about the Petranzolo slash not being a hockey play. Yeah. This, this, this is, is like 10 times worse. Yes. It, it's so, yeah. so brutal. That's Honestly, like I would embarrassing. It would be nice if they just sat him for a year from IAHF competition. Like literally, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Like that, yeah. that shit grinds my gears. Also, like people trying to injure each other. It's so awful. It's like to me, it makes it so much worse that you play for Canada because you're going over there to run the table on everyone, yeah, probably. And they, anyways, they supposedly like hold everybody such a high standard and shit. It's like such a like you're representing our team, like don't be a shithead type thing. And yeah, whatever. We don't need to spend much time on this, dude. Harry, your thoughts? Uh, it's pretty darn hard for someone to convince me that suspension should be made longer. It's also really hard for people to convince me something should have been called a penalty. Like I kind of let the rule books out the window. I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's kind of a free for all my mind. Uh, this dude should never be allowed to play in this storm again. I mean, that, that was, he literally took the steel of his blade and, and tried like, Planted it on a dude's Achilles tendon, basically. Could, could yeah. easily ruin somebody's career for he that. Could have his career. Could have removed the dude's foot from yeah, his leg. Up. Like for straight people up. that don't understand how sharp professional hockey players keep both blades on their skates, because yes, there are two. 
Like that could have easily gone through the dude's sock, pad, bone, everything. Yeah, he he's lucky he still has his Achilles tendon not, you know, severed into two pieces. But yeah. uh yeah, that was that was Bush League shit. So yeah, definitely agree with you guys there. Like Max said, we we can move on from that. Uh, this is what I'm really interested to hear an answer for. Who is your current Con Smythe trophy favorite? One answer. I don't want Rupe two answers. Hints. I like that. I like that a lot. This is a hard one. Um, That's a good answer, Nick. It just I, I can't pick against the numbers. I know the NHL is such a numbers horny league, but to me, to me, I think the 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 clear cut like like obvious favorite right now is Matt Kachuk just because mm-hmm. of how important he's been, his attitude the whole time. It feels like he's just been kind of willing that team and making them believe in him and the rest of themselves. And he's what top three, top four in points, something like that. Um, last I checked. So I think he's up there. I do think there's an outside chance if Vegas goes the distance, somebody like Mark Stone could get it just for kind of like battling through everything he's battled through and like still being so productive and like Eichel too. The captain. Honestly. Yeah, no, Eichel could. Mm-hmm. Hard yeah, question. If you made me bet on it right now, I'd say Matt Kachuk. Yeah, it's a hard question because when you factor this in, it's like, okay, we've got kind of have to pick a cup winner too. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So I like Nick going ballsy with the the team who's down to, I like that. I also, I'll go one with a team that's up two Oh two. I think there's a big argument for Bob at this point. Yeah, no, you're so right. That's a good point. A lot of people before this series had Bob as the Florida favorite. And now Kachuk has scored two game winning goals in overtime. So it's like, how do you do this? But um, I'll throw a name out here. Aiden Hill, guy who's uh, on his four, he's the fourth goaltender for the team. He's stepped in and he's played really, really well. The only thing that's going to count against him is that he came in and like he missed two rounds, basically. And I don't, I don't think like I feel like for a goalie to get it, you got to have like a shutout in a game seven, like somewhere along the way or something like that. Like like your Cam Ward, you come in and you mm -hmm. steal. Like you, you win the cup for that team. Like I think there's a there's a there's a world where Braden Holpe gets it in 2018 from his performance, but like it had to obviously be Ovi. But should I have been Kuzi. It probably should have been Kuzi. But like you know what I mean. Like Holpe that year had a couple like elimination shutouts. He had it, the back to back shots. Like you got the greatest save in NHL history. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta really turn some heads. And I think you definitely gotta not miss more than like three, four games, the whole postseason yeah. or something like that. But that's yeah, not that's to fair. say that Hill has been a, a big story for them. And he's definitely What's a really funny where they're at. is not one of us set a player from the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to pick someone for that. Like, who do you pick? Like, they can't yeah. score. They alternate right. their goals. Piotr, of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I mean, Eichel. if you had to pick a Kane, it'd probably have to be Aho or something, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Eichel. I think Eichel will get it. All right, we'll see. Probably not. Official I'd... answer there. We got hints from Nick, Eichel from you, Kachuk from me. Three different yes. guys, three different teams. Love it. Uh, and then from our buddies at a uh, hockey collective, they had a good question here. So uh figured we'd ask this. Would you rather win the Stanley cup or a gold medal for your country at the Olympics with NHL players attending? Of course. Tough. I think this is a lot tougher than people think it is. But for me, I think it's gotta be Stanley cup. 
I think it just cements your name a little bit more in like the like because because think about this. When guys retire and you're talking about like, oh, should this like when it's a big discussion point, like should this guy be a Hall of Famer? The first thing they ask is Stanley Cups, right? How many times have you heard about a guy like somebody's like, should this guy be a Hall of Famer? And you're like, no, he doesn't have any cups. And then the follow-up argument is like, yeah, but don't forget, he won a gold medal. Like, true. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's an afterthought, which the, is not to take anything away from it. It's still like an uh, incredible accomplishment. It might even be harder in some ways. But this is a good question for us to answer. I think if you're a Canadian, yeah, winning a gold medal just you're almost just expected to do it. Just it. Ha- it'll just happen. It, it just happens. It's it happens good. once every three years, pretty much. Yeah. Uh the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in professional sports to that's win. That's what I was going to say, too. And it's that's so, that's so the answer hard. here. But I won't lie. I mean, you guys know I grew up a competitive swimmer. The Olympics, to me, are, yeah. you know, they are yeah. here. So it, it I, that, it, you it are was tough. Too. Like, let's say if you're not Canadian, it's um, that then maybe it is harder to win a gold medal. Right. Like, like if you're from mean, Finland. Yeah, right. Something like that. You've got like a million might and a half people more. in your country. It yeah. might mean more, yeah cup but yeah. close but cup yeah, yeah close but cup is the right answer i would argue though it's 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 definitely harder to win a gold medal you have to make the team think about that. yeah but yeah. I still i think it depends where you're from i think if you're a canadian it's it's objectively easier to win a gold medal than that's the probably fair that's you do have fair. to be like but like think about can, how hard Canada could field three Olympic hockey teams. You do have to be in yeah. that top. You have to be in that top tier. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one part that plays against is you have to be like insanely good. Yeah. Like, but, say, but okay. But you could argue being being good is somewhat in your control, right? You can train. You can do things to try and become the best at your sport. And the NHL, you just have to be on the right team. Like Brian <laughs> Whitney like, won a silver medal. It, Dumb luck, a lot of it too. People forget. NHL. Like you gotta fucking like just end up on the team that does it all that year. It doesn't even matter. Like we've seen it. You can be the best player in the NHL, and doesn't mean shit. If or you're you not could on the right team. That's win actually two Stanley Cups teams. the way Phil Kessel did it. Right. Hey, he should have won the he should have won the Conn Smythe in sixteen. Uh, I can say that. You know, you said Kuzi should have won it. I can right. admit Crosby should not have won the first one. He the second one he deserved. The first one should have been Phil. Did he win it as a rookie or like when he was super young, when they won it in 09 or who do you reference? Did Sid Sid win the con Smythe in 09? Who did Gino? That's right. Mm. Yep. Yep. Blue Rhino propane. Um, (laughs) All right. So we're going to move on to the league news. Uh, We actually do have some news and I'm fired up about this first piece of news. Uh, First reported by Chris Johnston. And now it's kind of confirmed by everybody. Kyle Dubas is not returning as the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Elliot Friedman adds that the Leafs and Dubas were close on an extension, but following his end-of-season press conference, things changed. I do not know what that means. Just Uh, start playing, like, the Hills theme song now, because this (laughs) is just, like, where we are at this point. Dubas was reportedly asking for six to seven million for five years. And he wanted to have total control of decision making. The Leafs only offered him four million. Uh, Dubas likely asked for total power since it was reported that Brennan Shanahan had blocked transactions he wanted to make over the past couple of seasons. Jason Spezza is also out as assistant GM. This is where the plot thickens. 
it is now confirmed that Kyle Dubas is going to be interviewed by Fenway Sports Group, who owns the Pittsburgh Penguins, for the role of general manager or president of hockey ops. Now we're talking. I like this. Some people might not like this. I like it. So what? You think like that just solves all your problems or something? Let's just talk about this sports group for a second. That like just has everything I hate. They have Liverpool, oh. LeBron's an investor. Like <laughs> I Red mean, Sox. just the Red Sox, RFK Racing. Like just yeah. no. So this is a this is a polarizing guy. I don't really know why. Like it's just the Leafs thing, but it's also just he's young. Like he's young. yes, I'm all for it. Uh, after the shit storm we just went with the old school boys club with fucking ron hextall i am so down to have like some new analytics driven hipster iced coffee drinking chirping general manager to just like come <laughs> to, in to tell mike sullivan what to do yeah, yeah. kind of yeah but like oh, i'm well, down with it that sounds like that'll work well <laughs> i'm down with it i like it i and i don't know if i'd give him total control what i've read is that they're not gonna like make GM and president of hockey ops like the same thing. I think it's some organizations, the general managers runs all of it. The but, Islanders. Yeah. But uh, I- I'm down with this. And if they do give him total control, I'm fine. He's young. He's learned what to do and what not to do. I would hope after Toronto. I so think if, great. if the Penguins hire Dubas, you're happy. Is Sullivan still your coach once they do that? I believe so. Okay. I think they'll give him a year. See how he can. Uh, I, he deserves a year. I would say that um, I definitely have a shorter leash yeah. on him than maybe some Pence fans, but I like, I like this and I, I would assume they're going to hire him. I mean, it sounds like they almost had someone picked out and that they had like three candidates left and then he got shit canned or left, whatever you want to say. And then they kind of were like, Oh, never mind. So I'd be shocked if he'd not hired. So we'll see. That's exciting news. Um I just think it's this is interesting uh, before we move on to the flames here. I I just think it's interesting how it's like Shanahan was apparently blocking transactions that Dubas was trying to make a weird tidbit. It's like, then why not get rid of Shanahan? Like, I mean, I know you kind of did, but like, or why not? Why not get rid of Dubas before? Right. If it's not, if you don't like what he's doing, like, yeah, that was a weird thing. It just seems like a a clusterfuck. Yeah. you know, and a lot of people give him a hard time because Leafs, but like they were a good team every year in his tenure. And the two biggest mistakes he made was he signed John Tavares to a blank check, which was stupid, and let go of Kadri when you saw what he did when once he went to a different team. Um, and the second stupid thing he did is he gave Matthews and Marner a blank check. Yes. And that's what killed him. But you don't have to worry about that in Pittsburgh because the big guns are already signed. And that also led to some other stupid decisions, like only being able to sign guys like Samsonov or Matt Murray yes. as your goaltenders. The, yeah. the peak of money. stupid decisions. So you have to take risks on guys that are proven to not be that good. and At yeah. holding their stick. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we could beat that down even more, but I'll save you all the trouble. Uh, let's move on to Calgary. They are hiring former Flame Craig Conroy as their new GM. Craigie uh, boy. Very cool. Good for him. him. Good for him. Yeah, I think I think he'll do well. I mean, I don't know. Like I I have no basis on that. I just think he'll do well. So there it is. Um I agree. But 
Yeah, tree living's out, so Conroy comes in. That, I think, is just not only a blessing for Calgary, but for everyone. Yeah. Must suck to be a Calgary fan watching uh, Florida right now. That's all I got to say. Uh, let's talk a little bit of coaching. Per The Athletic, the Rangers have interviewed both Peter Laviolette and Mike Babcock for head coach. Uh, by the looks on your faces, I think you guys got some comments. Honestly, most of my comments are about the first guy. Uh, if you... I don't think Mike Babcock should get a job in the NHL again, man. After all the shit that we heard about him, to me, who the fuck is taking another chance on that dude? Who wants to hire this guy? What with, an asshole. With, like, like, I, I just, I don't why, get it. Why does that seem like somebody that would be good for your team in any fucking way? Like, Laviolette, whatever, man. I, I really, I've said before, I don't have any, like, no hard feelings towards him. If the Rangers want to hire him, I'd say go for it. That might work out for them, but. Mike Babcock, that is, I, I cannot see I just, a reason for any team in the league to hire that douchebag. I've known, I know I've used this analogy multiple times before on this show, but it is literally rolling a hand grenade into your locker room. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of stories about him, about just the super douchebaggy stuff that he's done to players uh, and said about players. I don't really think either of these guys are going to put the Rangers in a better position than when they had Gallant. I'm being honest here. I look at Gallant as like a top 10 coach in the NHL. I don't necessarily view. I mean, maybe Laviolette. I think he deserves a little bit of credit. But Babcock, he's been out of the game a little bit too. The young guys these days, I don't think that meshes well. Didn't he have like an associate advisor role with like the University of Vermont or something like that? I think last time we checked. Didn't they also bring him on to be like an analyst briefly? And he was like terrible. He was or something. terrible. And then yeah. they like immediately were like, okay, never mind. Yeah. The only thing I can think, and this is going down a rabbit hole, when he was in Detroit, think of his two best offensive weapons. It was a Russian and a Swede in Datsuk and Zetterberg. Rangers' two best weapons, Russian and a Swede. So Banajad Panarin. Just saying. Maybe they're like, ooh. He has some history with this because those two fell asleep in the playoffs, and that was the reason they lost. They fell asleep so hard in the playoffs, like straight Z Quill narcolepsy, like asleep at the dinner table. Yeah, so uh, our Rangers clips usually end up getting a lot of traction, so I'd be really interested to see the reaction to this one. Okay, you know, on. traction, death threats, a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, according to some hockey writer and friend of the show named Greg. It's reported that after meeting with Gary Bettman, former Blackhawks coach Joel Quenville has, quote-unquote, not done enough off the ice to be reinstated by the NHL. I know there were a couple teams looking at... They also said that Bettman and Quenville were going to have a meeting where Gary was supposed to tell him, like, what he needs to do to be able to qualify to, like, get back in, which to me, the whole thing is, like, so fucking performative. It's like Gary being like, hey, I don't have any I don't have any problems with you, but like, you know, I can't hire you unless you've done your community service and donated money to like. Like that's all this fucking probably is. exactly how it went. And it's literally I think, a fucking like I think this statement came out after that meeting. Like Bettman basically said like he still hasn't done enough. Yeah. Which so. also like, dude, you want to talk about like uh, whatever. We really don't need to get into this, but I, I don't. no, but I think it's I think it's worth saying that this guy shouldn't coach in the NHL yeah, ever again. That's what I was gonna say. I really don't think there's a place for this man. Yeah. Uh old fart that he is. Yeah, uh, he's not helping anybody win a cup. Sorry. I mean, um, we, we just trash Babcock and then we go to the next guy. It's like this guy did 
stuff or didn't do stuff 10 times worse than what Babcock's done. It's like, ugh. yeah. So you had, you had something to say? Just based on what we've seen from this sort of incident in the past with a certain college football program, you should never be allowed to coach ever again. I yeah, know I that agree. was children, so it's a little bit different, but. I agree. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Understood. All right. AHL playoffs. Uh, let's go to our expert, Mac. Yo, so I touched Dude, this on has it been earlier. fun. It's been really fun. I touched on it earlier, but uh, we're down to the conference finals. So now we're finally in the non-Mickey Mouse playoffs. Uh, everybody gets us a, a best of seven series now. Up until this point, it's been best of five. So um, on the East, we got the Hershey Bears. That is the Washington Capitals affiliate versus Rochester Americans, which is Buffalo Sabres affiliate. These are also the two oldest franchises in the AHL. Uh, between the two teams, they have 17 Calder Cup championships. So a lot of uh, a lot Pop of history quiz. there. Who's got more, the Bears or the Americans? I believe the Bears. Don't they have the most? I, I think it's I 11 checked? to six. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's a that's gonna be a great matchup. Rochester, that that is a good lineup, by the way. Um, that they're they're fueled in. I mean, you think about it. If you don't follow the AHL, but you follow the NHL. Just think about it for a second. The Sabres have a lot of young talent in that organization. There's definitely some dudes there uh, who are eligible still to be playing for Rochester. So They also have some incredible names on their roster. Uh, Linus <laughs> Wiseback. Mm, okay. Yep. Matej Picard. Nice. Classic. And Brandon Biro. Love, love Biro. Just to name yep. a few. I I actually just finished my last bureau, so <laughs> we need to keep this thing, keep this train rolling. Okay, so uh, that series begins between the Bears and the Americans on Tuesday, uh, 5-23, day this episode's coming out. And then out west, uh, your Milwaukee Admirals, that is a Nashville Predators affiliate, versus the Coachella Valley Firebirds, which is the Kraken's affiliate team, so um kind of a kind of an off the beaten path matchup i would say in the west i believe i read earlier that the the admirals have not been in the um conference final since 2006 i think i read that so it's been a minute um not sure about coachella honestly but um they do have joey dot playing goal for them so that's a name that some of you nhl fans should know he saw some time in seattle this past season um, but yeah, it's, it should be a really good one. Like I said before, I'm really pulling for Milwaukee, uh, and Hershey. And if only one of those teams wins, then I'll root for whichever one it is. But yeah, I would love to, uh, to go cheer on the caps and be a villain at the Panther arena. That would be awesome. Yeah. It'd be so fun. I would get so much shit. AHL fans are not nice. <laughs> yeah. I need to see that content. I, I'm down with it. Yeah. Uh, um, if you guys are looking for a way to watch these games, check out AHL TV. It is absolutely worth it. Relatively affordable. And uh, like I said before, you get like there's no commercials. So you get the uh, the entertaining Jumbotron screen feed, which is always pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so you see like all like the like things they zoom in on the crowd for, which that alone is worth the price of admission. Absolutely. Especially an AHL game in Milwaukee. It's yes. Nice to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, from one expert to another, Nick, I know this is uh, your uh, expertise, the Memorial Cup. We're coming up on one of my favorite sports weekends of the calendar year, boys, and that is Memorial Day weekend. There's a ton of A-list sporting events that are going to be on this weekend. One of them is the Memorial Cup. 
So you've got the host Cam Loops Blazers, LOL, the Quebec Remparts from the QMJHL, which are coached by Patrick Waugh, uh, fun fact. Uh, from the O, you've got the Peterborough Peets, real original name there, boys. Uh, and then from the dub, you've got the Seattle Thunderbirds. I mean, talk about being a Seattle hockey fan right now. You have the Kraken make it to the second round. Your AHL team is in the conference finals. And now the T-Birds are going to the Memorial Cup with Dylan Gunther and Brad Lambert in their lineup somehow. So this tournament begins Friday, May 26, 9 p.m. Eastern. Games are out west this year. All of these are going to be on NHL Network load up on these overs it is just a deadlock every year i think i i usually Ooh. pocket like three or four hundred bucks from these games alone Ooh, a little tidbit there for mr manella i love that yeah coming out of retirement for this one boys little nugget as uh there you go. Would say little yeah. nugget of information i would definitely nugget are they on um how would one phrase this uh legal sports books <laughs> they should be okay FanDuel, I will be on your ass if they're not. All yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Thanks for that, Nick. Uh, and then before we talk a little Indy 500 with Nick, just want to remind you that this trivia segment of the episode brought to you by Elwoods. I think Mac has a word from our friends at Elwoods. Sure do. Sure do. Uh, just want to tell you guys to support your local dive bar and have a beer at Elwood's Liquor and Tap, home of the Pizza Luge. Go there to find out what that is. It's located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee on Water Street, and it's a 70s inspired bar uh, with a little something for everyone. They've got daily happy hour, rotating taps, free birthday perks, uh, four season patio, uh, good time always around the corner at Elwood's. And they've also got the full NHL package, TV screens inside and out. Uh, hockey fans, you can watch any game, anytime at Elwoods. Also enjoy free shots when you're wearing NHL merch of your favorite team and that team scores a goal. Uh, don't leave your pups at home. They are also dog friendly. We will see you guys down at Elwoods Liquor and Tap. Seriously, I probably will see you there for some of the uh, upcoming games. I'm uh, I'm long overdue for a visit. Haven't been in a couple of weeks. Haha. Uh-huh. Just go there and ask them to put on Caps games. That's all you have to do. There you go. Or, uh, yeah, whatever your team is. Okay, trivia time. Boys, you ready? Let's do it. Hopefully it's not uh, 12 minutes This one, so usually I do something that has to do with, like, uh, I've been trying to do, like, playoff games, like who scored this playoff overtime winner, who had this playoff shutout, whatever. This one comes from the This Day in Hockey History odds and ends section, which is a little interesting. It's not about a particular game, but the there will be two correct answers, a, an answer A and an answer B, and both are still players. So I think you'll, okay. you'll, you'll pick up on uh, what's going on here in, a, in just a second. So on May 22nd, uh, 1992, the Jets signed this player, to his first professional contract after drafting him in the fourth round of the 1990 NHL entry draft. He scored 103 goals and 267 points in 235 games for the Jets before being traded to the Blackhawks in a deal that brought this player to the Coyotes. I know I, I just threw a lot at you there. So if you need me to like break get down into pieces here, I, I can do that for you. So there's two answers to this? There's two different players. So the, let's start with the first one. What player on this day in history in 1992 was signed by the Jets to his first professional contract after he had been drafted by that team two years prior in the fourth round? 
And then your other hint about that same player is he ended up scoring 103 goals and 267 points in 235 games for the Jets. And then got tra- and then got traded to the Blackhawks in a deal that brought player B to the Coyotes because then the Jets were by then. Can I answer player B first? I think I'm, I was going to say I feel like B is my one that I have a itch okay. for. I think right. I might be way off on this, but you go for it. Is it Shane Doan? Nope. Okay. That's not a bad guess though. B. I don't know if it is that what you were going to say or no? No. So my player B guess will be Jeremy Roenick. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Finally. Oh. Fucking God. All right. I'm done. All right. But, but the player a, maybe a little harder, maybe a little less of a, well, I don't know. I mean, so, so Jets draft pick in 92 or was signed in 92? Signed in 92 on May 22nd, this day. That's where that's where the this day in hockey history is coming from. He was drafted in 1990 uh, and, and he was traded. drafted in the fourth round by the Jets, 77th overall. And traded to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But before he got traded to the Hawks, he had 103 goals, 267 points. In 235 games with the Jets. Old Jets players. Jeez, this is tough. I don't think of this guy as a Jets player, though, is the thing. You think of him as a Hawks player? I guess so. Hold on. Let me look him up and see. I feel like I'm like, I feel like he might have moved around even more than this. Is this a name that we'll know when you say it? I definitely knew the name. I I mean, I know this player for sure. You should. All right. I got a we I got a I got a hot one here. Uh Uh-huh. I could be way off. Go for I don't it. even know if he. I, I when I think of this guy, I think of. I know there's Hawks in there. I'm pretty sure. Is the name Tony Amani? No, that's a good um, guess. That's, that's not a, a bad guess. Really good guess. But okay, now I'm looking at his team. So he played. Let's see, one, two, three, about four seasons in Winnipeg to get those stats that I've read now a couple times. Okay, and then ended up. Yeah, so people should think of him as a Blackhawk because he ended up playing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons in Chicago in the nineties, and then. I think he was on Toronto briefly, then back to Chicago, finished up with a year in Philly, a year in Boston, and then retired. But yeah, this guy, I mean, NHL, 13-year NHLer, 807 games, retired after the 06 season. So like, this is definitely a guy you guys should know. Um, He had 249 total goals. So... Winnipeg, Chicago, Toronto, Chicago, Philly, Boston. Winnipeg, Chicago, Toronto, Chicago, Philly, Boston. Yep. Okay. This is tough. I feel like when if if I t- if I <laughs> told you to say it, I feel like I might kick myself. Why is the first person that comes to mind Jason Blake? And I absolutely know it's not him. No, so. I think I should tell you guys, um, he was born in Moscow. Perhaps perhaps that'll help narrow things down a little bit. He retired in 06 with Boston. 
That was his, I mean, that's the last year he has stats for. He played 24 games with Boston in the 05-06 season. Looks Why like do I want to say it's like Sergey Samsonov or some shit? No, but like no, you're kind of oh, gonna gonna barking up one. the right tree, though. Okay, because I know he played for Boston in 06 and he was Russian. Yeah. Mm, this is going to eat at me. Can I get position? Um, sure. He's a center. Okay. A Russian center who played for ball. I know you think of a Blackhawk, but I'm thinking 06. I know that season. I'm well. thinking I'm doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but as he you. only I'm played like... 24 games for Boston. Like oh, he was okay. totally so on his way out. He had one goal and nine assists in his final oh. year. So he was I, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I do not know. I do not know. I'm not giving up yet. Yeah. A Russian center for the Hawks in the mid to late 90s. Yeah, like his Hawks career spanned from 96 to 03. The only player on the Jeez. Hawks I can name in that time period is like Eric Daze or something. And he like that. played Robert almost Lang. he played almost every single game most of those seven seasons. I'm stumped. I I I do not know. Is yeah, this like fun. is this a good hockey name? I think so, yeah. Okay. It's also, I mean, I could say one thing that I feel like would be pretty like this is like your last hint I can give you. Okay, like, well, we're we're drowning over yeah, here. So. Let's, get, let's get less hint. If I gave you his initials, Go it would it. probably give it away because his last name, there are not many NHL players whose last name Alexei Zhamnov. Ding 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 ding. Wow. Wow. Deep cut. Okay. Uh, thanks. But like you know him, right? <laughs> you both know him. Yeah. yeah I've heard the name. I've heard the name. I can tell you this now. I would not have gotten that. Okay. Um Z hey, well, at least you got the first one. Z H A N M O V. Switch the M and the N. That's right, yeah. Zamanov. Good ones. I like that. At least I got Ronick right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that was brought to you by Elwoods. Just a reminder, and we will wrap up this episode real quick. Nick has some Indy 500 picks for you guys. That's right. We all know that uh, the Indy 500 is Sunday. If you didn't, now you do. Uh, and if you want to make some money, here are some picks for you. Pato Award, the Mexican from Monterey, plus 800. My guy, Alexander Rossi, this dude almost wins this race every single year, plus 900. He's in a very fast car. Hit 243 miles an hour going into turn one the other day. That is ridiculous. Scott Dixon, the Iceman. You can never count this guy out. If you're going with a veteran pick, plus 950, not bad. And then here are my like sort of, they have a legitimate chance to win, but their odds aren't good picks. Felix Rosenquist, plus 1200. And then Tony Kanan at plus 1600. I'm definitely putting money on that. It's his last 500. Dude's going to go out with a bang. So if you've learned anything from this episode, uh, Nick's Indy 500 picks and bet the overs in the Memorial Cup. Pretty much. Let's uh, let's have a damn weekend. I like that. Yeah. Uh, any final notes before we wrap up here, fellas? Uh, this Cats-Canes game is insane right now. They're ripping each other's heads off. Zero-zero? Yep. All right. We'll, uh, we'll hop off here and go watch. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you for the love and support as always. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.